The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November 21st, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 75. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, although a lot of us throughout the building thought the Cowboys would get a win this last weekend, I don't think anybody predicted the beatdown that we watched yesterday. Cowboys win over the Minnesota Vikings 40-3. to I'm not going to say probably their most dominating win uh, in quite a long time, certainly this season, uh, against what is or what many believe to be one of the better teams in the NFC. We'll break it all down for you here over the next 45 minutes. We might even get into a little bit of Giants talk. we got a short week this week coming up with a Thanksgiving Day game against the Giants. So let's dive in. Let's go around the table. Let's start where we start on Mondays. Give me your big picture storyline, because there were lots of things that came out of this game, but what big picture sticks with you following this game? Nicholas? Oh, well, big picture, the Cowboys are a a team that can compete and and make a run for a Super Bowl. As Jerry said. Yeah, and that's the big picture. That's where the bar has been raised now. The bar has been raised because they went out, and I, and I only know one way to say it. They played a perfect game. It was a perfect football game against a team that had the best record in the league at that time. They don't anymore, but they did. And it was a perfect game on the road. They just dominated in every facet. And so now, you know, to me, that's where it's like, okay, well, we've seen it then. We've seen it in Minnesota, a play like that where you can put it all together um, I, you know, that's they they can go and if they play like that, you can beat anybody. You can beat anybody, any place if you play like that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is how the Cowboys should be playing football every time this they step on a field. I mean, it, it's very impressive, and it was very impressive on the offensive side of the ball. And I know we're gonna break it down and all that, but to think we were just recently, you know, talking about the the wide receivers and all that, and then you see a game where you can use a guy like Tony Pollard. He freaking balled out, <laughs> balled out, running the ball and catching the ball. So it's just very, very impressive. And like Nick said, now you can't take a step backwards. Like you gotta keep it up, and and maybe not every week scoring, you know, forty points and all that, and shutting the other team to just three points. But now you you gotta. You have to maintain it, and you mentioned Super Bowl, and I, I was going to ask you, Derek, when you said big picture, are we talking big picture, Super Bowl big picture? Or <laughs> If you want to go there, go what? there. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, I love it. Love their energy and love the way they responded after a loss against Green Bay. They're capable of beating really good teams and losing to bad teams. Mm. That's, that's, you know, I mean, you can, you can say that. The Green Bay game, that should have been a win. You know, that, that's what you, you know, teams that are going to win championships find ways along the way to win those games. You know, whether you're, com- however your competition is. And they're capable. They're capable, like we we're talking about here, of playing uh, very well at a high level, making somebody one dimensional, putting pressure on them. 
you know, playing to their strengths, using the running back as a wide receiver. You know, those are all the things they're capable of doing. You know, the week before, they didn't do that. They lined up offsides. They held. They made mistakes. They gave up big plays in the running game. They gave up big pass plays. You know, they're capable. That, that's what proved to me, if you want to know big picture, that's, that's the team, that's what they should be. Mm-hmm. Not the team that could play to the level of the teams, you know, that, that aren't very good. And so, you know, yeah, I, I, hope, I, I hope this is the start of more consistency with how this team needs to play every week in order to, to win a championship. It, that's the aspirations. You know, they're clearly capable of doing it. Yeah, you look at this offense, and I think you know you we'll we'll talk about the defense in in just a second. But offensively, they scored on their first seven possessions. It was score after score after score after score. What do you guys think was the key to their offense being able to move the ball so effortlessly down the field and doing it in a lot of different ways, using a lot of different weapons? Well, I I don't know if this is the time to say it, but I will say it. I think lost in all of the you know Pollard and Parsons and Maher and all that. I think Dak's coming back now. Mm. Like, this is Dak. This type of game was what we've been asking for. Get off my back. You're not going to sack me. You're not big enough to sack me. I'm going to roll over here. I'm going to run out. I'm going to get a, you know, I'm going to save 12, 13 yards just by making a play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fly around over here. I'm going to fake you here. I I was faked on one play. I was like, why is Pollard not running? He's, you know, it was because Dak had the ball. Um, You know, Dak. And then, then, then you throw twenty-two out of twenty-five, and that you could not throw the pass to Pollard even better oh for that God. sixty-eight yard. I mean, that was perfect. But he did. He was back to him. I mean, he ran the ball. I mean, three for sixteen yards. That doesn't really do it justice. I, I don't think of what he was doing running the ball. So you throw it like that and run it. I think Dak. You know, and it all starts with Dak. But I think Dak was kind of back to vintage him again. Yeah, another thing that helped Dak, I think, was that offensive line. They've done a really good job. They've they've proven that they can run block when they absolutely have to. And Minnesota, you know, they, Minnesota's got two legitimate pass rushers, and they were able to hold up on the edges. That wasn't a problem. You know, uh, they had a couple of times on some big plays, some throws they made. Zeke stepped up on one on a blitz pickup that went for a big play. Pollard got run over, but he stepped up and and made a, a big blitz pickup. You know, this offensive line is starting to kind of figure some things out. And you know, all year long, it's it's eh, we got some questions at center, eh, questions at left guard, and eh, maybe some questions at right tackle. As a group, they're playing really, really well right now. And that and last night was a really good example of when they can get things going in the running game. And then it helps so much as the passing game, too. I'll tell you another thing that was big in this football game. And the reason why we talked about going to get Odell Beckham was to go get a guy that can snatch the football and make plays. You had receivers snatching the football yesterday in that game. That's the difference. When the slants are run, ball high, Gallup Mm -hmm. goes up, gets it inside, tough catch and all that. You had guys going to get the football yesterday, yeah. and that's and that that's going to make a big difference going forward. You want to keep you know keep pressure on opponents, find ways to make tough catches in traffic, and when you have to extend or you get coverage and maybe the ball's a little off, go get it. They did that yesterday. Offensive line, wide receivers making plays on the outside. I thought was really big in that game. Yeah, I have to go back and watch the game. There are a lot of things that I feel I miss because by the time I was making a graphic and being done, I look up, they're already making another play. (laughs) So I could hardly keep up with what was going on. They were playing so well. But to me, credit to Kellen Moore and what he did. I mean, I thought he – they just played – 
so much smarter. They played to their strength. I thought the combination between the passing game, like Dak wouldn't have, I don't think he would have played such a good game had it not been for the running game and how he was working as well. Credit to them figuring out how to utilize Zeke and Tony Pollard. I thought they did a really good job. There were a couple of plays where, okay, the exception, but in general, you could see this is when you need a guy like Zeke to come in. This is when you get, need a guy explosive, dynamic like Tony Pollard to carry the ball. So I just think they just played to their strength and played smarter. Yeah, and you look at the numbers yesterday with Zeke and Pollard. Zeke had 15 carries for 42 yards, 2.8 average, two touchdowns. And I think the two touchdowns are key. Yeah. Pollard had 15 carries for 80 yards, 5.3 average. And if you do what what Brian talks about, I call him Zekerd, uh, yeah. the, the combination of the two yeah. into one, you had 30 carries for 122 yards and two touchdowns. Like, that's what you want is yeah. the two of them combined <laughs> – yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to have one or the other. You got both. Yeah, two. And when you've got both, you can do what they did yesterday, and you could see the variety of what you can get out of. You can get a sixty-eight yard touchdown pass where a guy runs a wheel route and just outruns a defender. Yeah. You can also get that one-yard power run to get you into. Yeah, the it's got to be. This has got to be a, over. Like, yeah, I mean, kill like, that. We, we got to kill it because we just saw in, in one drive. We saw these. These are things that Zeke cannot do. He cannot do these plays, and then they get down to the two, and we see these are things that Pollard can't do. Yeah. My favorite run, and I pointed it out to you, yep. was one. It was in it was in the second quarter. I think it was like a second or third and two, third and one, and Zeke is clearly stopped. Yeah, and he just like just keeps the legs driving right. and just pushes the whole thing two yards. They showed it from the aerial, oh, aerial view, yeah. and mm-hmm. you could see oh, no. he was stopped, and it was just like it just the and, whole pile started moving. He went horizontal, yeah. and then but his his feet were still on the ground, yeah. and it just he just it, launched himself forward. It, That's what he does, and I think you're absolutely right about it. You know, they tried to score with Pollard on the goal line. They really legitimately tried. Yeah, and you know, and and let's be honest though. I mean, if, when you watch it, and you guys go back and see it, you know, they got. I mean, Ferguson got just destroyed at the point of attack on the first time they handed him the ball, and then you know McEwen is trying to find a spot, and he runs right in the back of Ferguson. So now it's all muddy, and he can't get home. The second one, they don't block it really cleanly as well in the second one but still he's like stopped he he can't power then they put Zeke in and you know, like he just you know he's able to kind of find that gap and finish forward you know that's the thing that's that's why having these backs the way they are when you get in third and one or you get down on the goal line and you hand them the ball you got to keep drives going you can't get stopped and you're right Nick there's things that that Zeke can no longer do they can't do the stuff where all of a sudden they check and they run they run the wheel, you mm. know, because they realize that they've got a matchup against a linebacker. Mm. Dak is looking at he's like, okay, I got my guy, and they got the safety coming, and great job by Schultz running a route to get the you know to get Smith out of the way. He, when it, Smith and Peterson, he gets them both out of the way, and that's up the sidelines, and that's the stuff that you don't get to see with with Zeke. You know, when you see a one-on-one matchup, okay, that linebacker is not going to cover my guy. Mm -hmm. He's not. And And they they – did a great job and of doing that. Romo pointed this out in the in the in the broadcast afterward. Is that the the best part of that play was the offensive line, and, yeah. and I think he pointed to Zach Martin specifically. But because it, to get him out in the wheel route, that takes a little bit of time, yeah. you know. And so that was great. And then you mentioned Schultz on that play running down the field, which was impressive. 
But I couldn't get over the fact on the first touchdown pass to Pollard. I mean, Schultz is not Great a guy block. that just walls off people. Yeah. But he, I mean, he, he had him number off. 39. Oh, you just, sat him on the bench. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, like, he's, you he's sit like, minute, you're yeah. with the cheerleaders. Yeah. Like, you're hanging out over here. No, it was, you know, that that's the thing. I think that when you look at Schultz overall, you know, he gets a lot of criticism and flack for the way he blocks. I think these young guys have helped him along the way, you know, develop a little bit of more, okay, I've, I just can't be a, a liability as a blocker. He's done a much better. He was really good yesterday in that game. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the defense. You look at yesterday, the fact they held them to three points. Again, Nick, going back to your perfect game scenario, the offense scores 40. The <laughs> yeah. defense holds them to three. They had seven sacks. Just, and, and, uh, and, and you're not even done. Yeah, I'm not even done. Because like, you gotta, you got to do the third level, the special teams. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I'm too. just saying it was, yeah, that's so we'll why that. it was made it perfect. Yeah, we'll get to that. But well, but looking at the defense, again, seven sacks and and a lot of that. Once they got to the second half yeah. and they had this this lead that was really insurmountable, then it was like, all right, now they get to do what they always want to do. That's why Parsons didn't want to come off the field. Yeah, you're like, this is time to sack up some numbers. Yeah. You know? and, that's a and, problem, by the way, too. We'll yeah. get to that, that as that well. That is a problem. <laughs> no. Somebody's got to get They won't take his helmet away. That kid, he wants to play. Somebody's re- got to take it. I love that about him, though. Well, no, he really. Realizes, he realizes, like, okay, now I get to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. I don't have to play the run. I don't have guys diving at my legs. I've earned, in the game. <laughs> I've earned the right at that point. Because that's what they kept talking about Perfect. last yeah. week. Yeah. You yeah. earn the right to, to pass yeah. rush once you're able to get a lead and once yeah. you put a team in a situation where they can't run the ball. Yeah. They had that yesterday. But I, I, will, I do have this question for you. Uh, because, can I say something real quick sure. about the defense? I think you learned a big picture thing yesterday that you can travel digs no matter yeah, what. Yeah, you can. You can travel digs no matter what. You, you mean, uh, let's not act like anymore. It's like, well, you know, I don't know if they really want to do this. No. If the other team has a star player, you can function by traveling digs and everybody else will adjust. That defense did a great job in the secondary of playing for each other. Mm-hmm. They really did. And we always talk about, well, assignments were bad here. They didn't twist here. They got a step here. They got a fill there. You know, you look at the first, the very first play when you talk about the secondary. They're going to try and run the, the very first pass that Minnesota throws. They're running pick routes and they're dragging Thielen across the field. Jaron Curse is standing right there. And, and what happens? What is that? Quarterback sees that. And he's like, I can't throw that. And he's expecting that thing to be clear across nobody there. I'm going to throw the ball. They cover for each other. And then now it, it's, now it turns into moving pocket and now number 11 running from the backside. Yeah. Good luck on that. Yeah. yeah. So you had a secondary yesterday that really played for each other. They did. They lined. And that number seven, he traveled. He went with that guy. And, you know, other than, like I say, there was one pass on the outside to Osborne that he could have, that went on the out, that he could have, I mean, he just a little bit better out. But that's that's nitpicking right there. If you want to talk about it, you know, it's I've seen him make the play come downhill, drive on the ball. But he traveled with that guy. So we should never, ever, ever not. The question should be if they have a great receiver and it takes taking him out of the game. That number seven can go walk with him and play with him anywhere in the field. I love that. Yep, that's right. Another thing that that was that was really evident, it, even on the the Vikings' drive for a field goal. If you go back and watch it, they knocked the crap out of that team. Like mm-hmm. even on the Cooks' seventeen yard run that got a few more yards because it was a holding on on whatever. Donald Wilson just blasted him out of bounds, yeah. Yeah. and then another time, Tank and and Curse. I mean, they are flying around. They 
hit them hard. Like they were, and Dak said it in his po- you know post game. He was like, I knew this was going to be a problem because yeah. they were running around and practice all week like that. They were pissed off. He said <laughs> it. I asked Stephen Jones before the game. Yeah. You know, I said something about I've never been in the jungle, but I would imagine a pissed off lion's got to be worse than anything. I mean, and that's what it felt like. The whole team was that way. They hit hard on the Vikings. Yeah, you look at those numbers. I mean, it just was amazing what they were able to do against an offense that many thought were was one of the better offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league, right up there. Yeah, with you could feel as the game wore on the anxiety of Kirk Cousins. You could feel it. You know, his he, it was the throw and duck, throw and duck and move, throw. You know, I mean, he was he he knew that he was compromised. You know, even with with Darisau in there, I mean, the the play that he got hurt on was a sack. I mean, he got driven right back into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a great job by Armstrong at just driving him. And then there's all kinds of, you know, problems there. But yeah, I mean, this is the great thing about this defense when they when they know that they can rush the passer, it makes a it, that defense is a whole different defense the way they play yeah and I'll throw this out just for perspective you talked about Diggs traveling with Jefferson yesterday Jefferson had three catches on five targets for 33 yards absolutely Uh, I didn't go back and look at his season every game from his season I'm guessing that's going to be on the lower end of he hates playing the Cowboys he's got five for 55 that's what he's got that was his previous no that that's what he's got against the Cowboys in two years Yeah. yeah He, he hates. I mean, there's something about it this football. Diggs got some. Diggs, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We should never, never, ever say that. Like, listen, if you're going into a game and the other team has a star player, that should never be something that Dan Quinn doesn't automatically and, think about. And, and you know what? And it's more than just that. Star players. There's not many. I mean, they've already faced. I think the best receiving. Uh, tandem in the league, like in week two, when it was Chase mm-hmm. and then Higgins and Boyd and all that. So it's going to be really hard pressed to find a better receiver that you're going to face with a complimentary two that 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 Minnesota has. You know, I mean, and, that, and that's the what Philadelphia game on Christmas sure. Eve will be the one where you have to deal with size and yep. Smith and yep. all that kind of you know, and de- yeah. depending on if the tight ends back. You know that I don't tight think end. He's gonna be, uh, uh, well, well, he, he might be. He might be. Got so, yeah. yeah got so that's yeah. you know that that will be your next time where you're going to have to say, okay, is it going to be how do you match them up? Yep. You know, but th- like I said, there should never be a question. Now it shouldn't be like Ambar at a press conference having to ask a question about, were well, you going to travel with? You know, it, well, you know, traveling takes a lot. No, you proved you could travel with the best receiver in the National Football League. Yeah, and w- go find a way to do it. When you mentioned uh, the tight end yesterday, uh, it was clear that Minnesota went into that game thinking Hawkinson was going to be a target that they wanted to try to exploit. He had nine targets. Only five receptions for 34 yards. Cowboys did a really, really, really good, good job. job on him yeah, throughout him, the Wilson, game. And different people Purse. were covering. Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they were in zone. Sometimes they had a guy on him. Yeah. Like they, they did it in different ways, but yeah. they were not allowing way, him to really get the off. The way Curse got through, well, Hawkinson dropped the ball in the back of the end zone. I mean, that, that was, that a, was a drop, yeah. But the way that Curse weaved through that pick and that's what they were trying to do Bunch formation that was stuff, yeah. that was a pretty that was an impressive yeah. play i don't i'm not saying he made the difference in there because hawkinson's a first round tight it could end. have been an easy throw it. it could have been a lot easier throw if he doesn't travel get through the trash to get to the, yeah. the back of the end zone yeah but yeah i thought i thought curse there was a couple times and that and, yeah. and i didn't even see the play well, his blitz mentioned. the blitz that he got the sack on i mean he's like he's acting like he's in coverage and it just goes to show you, Tank, they're in max protection, and it's the two tight ends end up taking Tank. Both of them go for Tank, and now he's got a free run at, at, 
at, at Cousins, that's when you got to do it as a defense. If people are going to make mistakes blocking you, take advantage of that. Don't let them don't let them get away with a mistake there. And they they made a big one on that one. We're going to take our first break when we come back. I want to talk about the fact that uh, the 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 uh, Vikings didn't run the ball quite as much mm. as I thought they should have. Yeah. We'll talk about that and how much that factored into the result that we saw yesterday. Uh, we'll do that when we come back to DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Thanksgiving week is finally here. Get ready for the annual Dallas Cowboys showdown with game day essentials from tailgating to cold weather gear. We have you covered. Stop by your local Dallas Cowboys pro shop or log on to the shop.dallascowboys.com and do Turkey Day the Cowboy way. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment is presented by blockchain.com. Let's talk about the defense because... Um, the defense, you look at their numbers overall, they played really well, obviously holding their opponent to three points. When you start really dealing, digging into the game, uh, Dalvin Cook had 11 carries for 72 yards. He was averaging 6.5 on the ground. But Minnesota was throwing the ball way more than they were running. And I don't know that they were in a situation where opponents that the Cowboys have faced so far have decided to keep running the ball rather than abandoning it. In the first half alone, uh, Minnesota ran 15 pass plays to only nine runs. 
Do you think the Dallas run defense is better, or do you think they just face an opponent that just loves to throw the ball and that played right into Dallas's hands? I think that's part of it. I, I, I did question that if, if the Vikings were going to go into a game and go, like, you know what, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball because that's not the way they're built. I didn't think they were going to stick with that. I think they were going to kind of do the, we're 8-1. and one, We do it our way. They can't mm-hmm. stop whatever we Nameless do. Nameless, faceless opponent. Exactly, yeah. and, and it, didn't, it didn't work out. I mean, he had 8 for 45 in the first half, but, I mean, it was 23-3 to three at that point, and mm-hmm. so, you know, they're not going to – they feel too good about their passing game down 20 to just run the ball that yeah. way. Yeah, it, it was surprising. to. But if you're those folks that believe in analytics, they're the team that doesn't – they don't run a lot. That's their kind of their thing. And you wonder – I think the Cal, I think the Packers did it out of necessity because they felt like – you know, I, I think the Packers played the Cowboys smart. You know, I mean, the you learned if you're the Vikings and you're watching this game today, you're saying, "Why are we throwing the damn ball?" I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the biggest problems they had during the game was them throwing the football. And the Packers, on the other hand, said, "We probably can throw the ball, but we don't have these receivers that are worth a damn." So the two backs are our strength. Let's just try and. You know, I don't know how anybody would just let the Cowboys tee off and and pass rush you. I really, really don't. And I was talking to people in Minnesota up to this, leading up to this game, and they're like, "We're that's like Nick says. We just we believe in keeping Dalvin Cook fresh." And you know, there were times where Mike Zimmer would run Dalvin Cook into the ground and stuff like that, and it would just be carry after carry after carry. This uh, Kevin O'Connell, he it's a different different way he calls the game. But I don't know how you could sit there and say, "Let Dallas rush the passer on us, and let's see if we can get away with it." And I. They 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 clearly didn't respect Dallas's ability to do that. Yeah, I was surprised too um, at the fact that they didn't run the ball a lot more. But the way that the game started, I mean, to me, Micah Parsons making that sack to begin the, to start the game right. I mean, that sets the tone. I think that was a huge play, and you just build off that energy with the whole defense. Which makes me wonder, why don't you carry – And I, but I don't care. I don't care trying to figure that out. The Cowboys played the way that they did. And and going back to an earlier conversation that you guys were having about the defense as a whole, I was very curious to see how they were actually going to be able to channel that energy that was building up throughout the week. I mean, that was the first time that you they really got embarrassed in national TV. You're Everybody talking about them. So some finger pointing started to happen and all that. How were they going to be able to handle? So to see everybody doing their job, I don't know if the run defense as a whole is fully improved just because we weren't able to actually see that happening with this opponent. But if, I mean, we'll have to see with a, a different team that runs the ball a lot more. But just all in all, I didn't see anything that... You'll see one Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> It's coming yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. And they and the Giants, everybody. Well, everybody now. The Giants lost, so sure. we'll see with what kind of energy they come to AT and T yeah. Stadium and how they play as well. I mean, I think that if you go back to that the the, the first drive of the game for the the Vikings, not not the one that they got the fumble, but the second time they came out and they're down three to nothing. That right there just goes to show what they don't they don't do. They don't play this way. They come out 
throwing on first down, and there's a and there's a pass interference on Joseph, and then they run for two, and then they pass for a first down. So on first down, then they run for 17 yards, yeah. and so they're they're rolling here. So what do they do on the next time? They pass, 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 and they get a first down. Then Cook goes for eight to the six. Mm-hmm. They're running the ball with Cook. They got second and two from the six. Pass the Hawkinson. Pass the Hawkinson. Kick a field goal. Yep. That right there, I mean, that's like they're not watching tape. They're not watching what Aaron Rodgers well, did. Yeah, it's the not s- just Aaron Rodgers. It's been a bunch yeah, of a bunch teams of that have done it. The, yeah. the, 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 first, the Parsons sack fumble was a third and three. Yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Nick, the next opportunity, they get down third and two. And what do they do? They throw the ball again. You know, And that's some teams are just like, hey, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, we're going to throw the ball. We don't think you can cover. I don't know how you can watch the Cowboys and not think, what's the one thing defensively that would scare the hell out of you? Them rushing the passer. Mm -hmm. It ain't defending the run. I mean, the running is something that you're kind of like, that's the biggest question mark about this defense. It ain't the pass rush. Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell just kind of said, you know what? Hey, we don't think you can cover. But then again, it's like, yeah, we don't have to cover because you're your left tackle is giving up sacks. Your left guard's giving up sacks. You know we don't have to. We don't have to cover because of the pressure again. I, I hey, thank you Vikings for playing the way you and did. At the That's same exactly time, but right. the Cowboys offense put pressure on him to have to score though too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was big. The Cowboys just kind of starting, starting fast, starting right away. But to your point, like, oh, do you not watch? Film. Yeah, I think. I mean, we've seen it happen with the Cowboys as well, where they go in and they just keep doing something, and we all clearly see that it's not working. So, in this case, it finally worked in the Cowboys' advantage this time. Yeah, the Packers got down 14 points and still were running the football. They're kind of like, okay, well, see, the problem was Dallas's offense wasn't as good in that game. It, like, they didn't. The Cowboys' offense didn't make Green Bay pay like they made Minnesota's off- offense pay for their lack of getting things done. I got a kind of a, another big picture thing. I think it needs to be mentioned, and and you know, we the Cowboys get a lot of criticism for not doing things in free agency or the way they handle things, don't make splashes. I think it's it's got to be pointed out that that by not signing Randy Gregory, and they tried to sign him, yeah, wanted to, yeah, they wanted to. Yeah. So that's not acting like that was a decision. I mean, Randy made the decision to leave, mm-hmm. and then they came after that and signed Dorrance Armstrong and. Fowler, together they have 12 sacks, seven and five, and they're getting mm-hmm. overshadowed because number 11 runs around and he's got 10, and he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna let them have more sacks than him. So that's that's just the thing. They have seven and five, and you know Randy's played five games, and he's got two sacks, and he's banged up and whatever it is. And I'm not saying the same thing would have happened had he been here because he didn't have Michael Parsons also rushing. I get that, but and they traded away the other rusher, Chubb. Uh, yeah. Chubb. So it's a little different s- scenario, but you got to give the Cowboys credit for that and Dan Quinn and all that. I mean, Fowler's having he he looked at it and said, "Hey, we can make work with the, with these guys." And Sam Williams is is coming around too. I mean, yeah. that, you got to figure out ways to get he did him it on last the field. Year. I mean, Dan Quinn did that last year too. So it's something he's he did it with he did it with Gregory yeah. like like I think that that needs to be mentioned he did it with Gregory like Gregory hadn't ever had a season like that before yeah. so he can do it with someone else but yeah and even with that what he have five sacks last year I think he had I think he had six, six. I think he had his career high yeah. of six you know but I mean Dorrance Armstrong you know and that's 
that's what a credit to them stopping the run because Dorrance. That's not his thing. He's no. not going. He's not going to stop the run, and the, he's going to rush the passer and do his thing when when they get to that point. Fowler too. They got a lot of guys that they like to rush the passer, but they 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 they've stopped the run first. As we said, they ate their vegetables. They were able to have dessert. If you don't do that, then you can't do all that stuff. And I just wonder, I wonder, and I think we're going to see it, and, and not even so much this week, because this week is an interesting thing just because the Giants, like, you have a different kind of running attack you got to deal with. You got to deal with just a beastly runner, and then you got to deal with a quarterback that can run. Yeah. But I'm even more interested to see what happens against a team like Indianapolis that has, since they've made the coaching change, has kind of rediscovered its running game. And now they're running the well, ball really well. That'll be an interesting test as well. I don't know if you guys got to see that game yesterday because I was doing pregame show when it was up, the Philadelphia, so I was keeping an eye on it. If Matt Ryan is continuing to play the quarterback, I'd play <laughs> ten in the box because he's not going to be. He looked like he was. Yeah, a, he's having a hard time. He looked like he was a thousand years old yesterday yeah. playing quarterback. Yeah. And, and but for the running game, they're yeah. not in that game. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, when that, you say that, because I was watching it, I'm, I was thinking, how old is he? No, he he, he, he it was like it, a thirty yard run the week before. They right? get a yeah. turnover. They get a turnover in the, the start the second half. They get a turnover on on a sack strip oh, and yeah. you know and hit hurts in the back balls on the ground. It's Indianapolis ball and they run three of the worst plays you can ever imagine to kick a field goal and they missed a field goal along the way that cost them you know uh, you know yeah, Jeff Saturday went for an opportunity and they didn't get the field goal you know Philadelphia was beat but yeah. but if you're if you're going to play with that running game great fine just put 10 in the box because Matt Ryan is mm-hmm. not going to beat you throwing the football and those receivers are not no good yeah. they're not going to you know, yeah, yeah exactly Pierce is not a bad player for them but that, that's the whole issue though they can't they can't manufacture. Now, this is what's going to happen, in my opinion, this weekend. Real quick, your short week. What are you going to do? Short game plan, small game plan. Kind of have you know, can't work on a lot of things. Can't even practice. Going to have to walk through some things. This is going to be about a little bit. I think of you know the the fact that you have some familiarity with both teams is a great thing. But the fact, I think, that you can't practice a lot and do a lot of crazy-ass things that we generally see during the week, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be about both teams trying to kind of run the football and, and the waggles, the boots, and things like that to kind of keep the game plan tight and small. So, yeah, you got to be ready for them to, to run the football in this game. They, 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 they're going to look at your team and say, well, this is the only chance we have because if we make Daniel Jones have to deal with your pass rush again like he did the last time we played – we're going to lose this football game. Yep. We're going to take our uh, final break. When we come back, we got to talk about uh, a guy that I think deserves some credit yesterday, the kicker. He is doing a phenomenal job. We'll talk about some of the numbers of what he's putting up this season, just mind-boggling stuff. Uh, but we'll do it when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Live music fans head to the Star in Frisco on Tuesday, November 29th for a brand new monthly concert series. It's Sounds of the Star featuring country rock band Western Rewind. The concert kicks off 7 p.m. free and open to the public. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, it's almost a shame, other than the fact that it was such a great game and so many guys played well, that we're into the third segment and haven't mentioned the name of Brett Maher. He did. He had, I think, a, a really monstrous game when you just think about what his role is on the team. Obviously, the kicker's still the kicker. Yeah, should have gone for that 53-yard field goal in Green Bay. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, right. That that kick was probably not going to be No, but, but, but you start <laughs> thinking about what he's done. He's done some things this year that are abnormal for a kicker. Sure. Um, and certainly when you look at East, 19 of 21, he's only missed two field goals. Both of them were 50-plus. 59. Um, 59. Both of them were 59. Both were 59. Both 59. That needs to be mentioned, not just 50. 51. But, but what we also found out yesterday is that doesn't mean he can't make it. Yeah. Because he made yeah. sixty twice, and I think we have to talk about yeah. the second why one he was had better. to take. It really was. That the might have been a sixty-five yard kick. Was That's better, honestly. Yeah, um, I I don't know what the league is saying or whatever. If that was a closer game, that would have been probably something that the pool reporter was talks about. But that's embarrassing for what the NFL did. Yeah. The yeah. N- what the no NFL question. did is ridiculous, and they somebody should be held accountable for that. You have one job. You're sitting up there. You're watching the game and in the final two minutes. I mean, I think the Vikings players were, were saying no, incomplete. So it should just be alert, alerting you right then. Let's look at this play. Yeah. Is, is his feet inbounds? Did he catch it? Just look at the play. The Cowboys gave you a timeout. I'm not really sure why they called it. I think the play clock was rolling down. They called the timeout. They give you more time to look at it. And then you go and you freeze the kicker right when he's about to kick it? Yeah. If the coach does it, it's one thing. If the league does it, that that is, is inexcusable. Yeah. And another thing about that is like, you don't have to stop it because you're sure. You have to stop it because there's a question. Right? right. So, so the people in New York or whoever was reviewing this to make the decision, hey, we're going to check this out, all you needed was a little bit of suspicion to think, 
hey, this this might be one that we need to review, you stop play, right? So the fact that they had all that time to say, yeah, this might be one we want to look at, that's the weird yeah. part to me. What happens, and someone on Twitter asked me this too, it's like, it's all about perspective. Would you have been mad if he missed the field goal? And if he missed the field goal, then he got a chance to kick another one. And I, and I responded, I bet you if he missed that field goal, they would have walked into the locker room. They wouldn't have done anything. They wouldn't have said, we're not even looking at this. We're going in. Because the kick had already happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, it Was it took 15 seconds for Jim Nance and Romo to finally say, wait, wait, hold on, man, hold on. Like, this is not going, you know what I mean? If, if he just missed the kick poorly or missed, you know, I bet you they go into the locker room and say, we're not even looking I, at did it. The ref, did they have anything that showed any of the refs actually waving it off before it actually was kicked? No. No, I didn't see anything on. I didn't that's see. That's the part that's weird. To see, me. the thing about it is, and I, I don't know how you even challenge it because his hands, when he caught the ball, his when you see the final re, his hands are under cupped under the ball, they're yeah. cupped, you know, and so they're saying, well, maybe the feel, you know, you know maybe Gene Stair stores like, well, the, he might have used the ground. Yeah. No, his hands were cupped under the ball. Yeah, that's that's how you know it's a catch. Yeah. that's what you look for when you know you're making these decisions. But yeah, to to to, to not buzz down quick enough with all that was going on, I mean that that's that's inexcusable. I mean if you, and if you lost a game because of something like that happened, oh my god, that would be the NFL now. Now you're starting to talk about the fixes in. Yeah, you now yeah. you're now you're questioning. Okay, why do we have all this technology? What are the you know what is why is the the buzzer's not going off. What official was responsible for that? What was the sideline official doing that's responsible for reviews? You know, there's all these questions that you now have. But, you know, Maher, getting back to him, and I'll focus on him. Let's give, if you want to give front office credit, how many times, and you guys don't have to do it, I'll do it. How many times have we seen the Cowboys and certain players just say, no, Garibay's going to be fine. We love Garibay. We loved him in college. We think he's the next Tucker from, you know, we think he's this, we think he's that. He's a he's better than, you know, the the kicker that the the Chargers have Dicker. They're better than him. You know, that they there's so many times where they would just let this thing roll. And they they evaluated. They really did evaluate that Garibay and Hirolahu, they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough. And because we've seen plenty of times where they just, no, no, it's okay. He'll he'll work his way through. He'll work his way through. This kid that they 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 got, I mean, you know, they're fortunate that it worked out. He wasn't terrible for the Saints. No. He wasn't terrible. But see, people have the memory of him missing extra points. It wasn't the long field goals that were that were ever questioned. It was like, well, from forty to forty nine. Right. What was happening there? You know, what was happening on the thirty why whoa, what was that all about? So, I mean, everybody was pretty, you know, like, oh, let's wait and see. But let's be honest, this whole special teams thing has been money the whole year. The returner's been money. The punter's been money. The kicker's been money. Mm -hmm. They've done a great job with this crew. They have legitimate weapons with all three of those guys that that can switch a game or flip a game your direction. Don't look at me. Y'all do not want to know what's going through my head right now. No, I absolutely want to know what's going through your mind right now. The fact that you said that, I'm like, I definitely want to hear what's going on in your mind right now. Well, you know, I'm just sitting here and things start coming up in my head, different thoughts. (laughs) And, you know, you talk about that, Brian, just uh, the talent and 
And I've mentioned it a couple of weeks ago how something that's impressive to me is this coaching staff being able to make those decisions and me kind of moving past the mentality, the Jason Gary mentality of when he was still here. And right. I know that not every decision comes down fully to the coordinator. But I was just thinking, I'm like, huh, I've been pretty good about like everything. Like I trust them in the types of decisions they're making. For example, we talk about the kicker specifically. Right. We knew the issues, the issues that were there. They eventually decided to make a move. They did it, and it has shown to be the right move. Right. But taking it even further, you can apply the same thing with Dan Quinn, what he's doing on defense. And I'm thinking, okay, I trust what they're seeing in everything. But then I'm like, okay, what's an area that I'm still like kind of raising my eyebrows or just, you know, wondering, well wide receiver, which is the position we've been talking about, then that leads me to Kellen Moore, which then leads... This is just how my brain is working. Then that leads me to, well, Kellen Moore, he was with Jason Garrett, and yeah. he still got a lot of, you know, from all of that. So, I'm, I, you know, it's, it's just... I'm going down a rabbit hole of... I'm not saying Kellen Moore is a problem and he needs to get out of here or anything, but uh, I just wish that... That same mentality of what we've seen so far on special teams and defense, and maybe they are, and maybe they'll be surprising us at some point, but if there is still one area on the team that I'm still wanting to see a change in or or something extraordinary happening would be wide receiver. But anyways, we're talking about Kicker specifically, and I think he's been amazing. He's been surprising me. Definitely didn't think he would be playing the way that he is when they sign him back you know you you look on twitter and even because you're like okay we already you were already here you were let go or whatever for a reason why are you bringing back the same guy that you already had right but he's he's refreshed and he's been doing an amazing job so far you know one thing i will say is if you want to talk about the offense they have made one big significant change in my opinion that is very uh, in my opinion, n- not Garrett-like, and that is playing Pollard and Zeke. Playing Pollard and Zeke, we yeah. saw it for so many years where yep. they were like, hey, "Series like, three, you talked about yeah. it. like, yeah, you put him in for series three. If yeah. things don't go well, you don't see him till the second half." Yeah. They have incorporated him into the offensive game plan now, and we saw it yesterday with Zeke back, where he is a focal point of this offense. And that doesn't mean Zeke doesn't get carries, and they don't use Zeke mm-hmm. in the ways that you can use him best. Right. But now he is a weapon, yep. and if you're going to play the Cowboys, you better be prepared for Tony Pollard and all that he can do and showing that wheel route yesterday just adds one more component where defenses have to be aware of what he's doing well said but he's also running the ball up the middle none of that works if you don't show that he can be running back and run the ball up the middle not all the time because that's not his forte but you can't do all the other stuff if he doesn't play that kind of stuff so that both of it is 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 working great if we go back and count how many games has zeke and Tony had the same amount of carries. Oh, that's yeah. That's they both had 15 in this yeah, game. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's many games you could say it, it. It got close. It's been close, but I think this was one of the first ones that we've had where they both got the same amount of carries. And, in the and game. I want to mention real quick about you. We talked about the special teams. Turpin is is becoming a really really good all around returner. And I'm not just talking about a guy in space. Mm. A lot of guys can do that. I'm talking about we, we we saw it in the press box. Really short kick, and that's because they're scared of him. Yeah. Really short kick. He flies up there, gets everyone out of the way, fair catch, and makes that catch. Doesn't let it bounce where it could hit a player, mm. hit Joseph or somebody, or bounce for another twenty yards. Yeah. Right. 
Go up there and catch the ball, mm-hmm. and and he he does that. He's the sure-handed guy. Well, he did drop it. He did drop that one. I guess he fumbled. You got it. You got it back. Yeah. So I, I don't really put that on your ledger. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm okay with with what he's done. He's become a really all-around yeah. returner that is a weapon that the teams are scared of. To your point, they tried to set him up on that play. The ball that CD caught on the sidelines, the Terrence Williams toe tap looking mm-hmm. play. Uh-huh. They you know they pull the center and get him in space. They're running. Yeah. They're running. Yeah, I saw that. Turpin on a go on the outside. They're going to try and launch that thing down the sideline. Yeah. Remember, I mean, I remember I see it. Turpin's in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he game. just went. He went yeah. vertical. And what happened is you had the tight end underneath and then CD a little further up the field. Mm-hmm. But then they tried to run Turpin and set it up to where they can get launch, yeah. uh, a launch point from Dak all the way down the field. On the Schultz uh, incomplete in the end zone, the first drive of the game, they they, they were they holding also, his arm like a right. Son he only had one arm. That's why. <laughs> but also. They also Turpin was flying around yeah. on the right side. I don't. I, I couldn't tell exactly what the safety was, but I'd like to have seen him just throw it there, and it had been one on one in space. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take I'll take Turpin on whoever's yeah. out there with him on one on one to the end zone. So I'm looking forward to seeing how much better he, how much more he improves next year. Because right now, I still think his game is he's just like a little too anxious and too like. Calm down. Yeah, you know, well, like, there's some chaos. And, and, and yeah, by the way, he's yeah. coming off a second season. Like that's yeah. also what people forget. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, played but, like 20 games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is crazy, but it, it's just he's lacking. And I don't want to necessarily use the level, the, the maturity word or anything, but just what comes with experience, the calmness that comes with experience. Because at the same time, that anxiousness is is part of his game and what you like about him and and what creates his amount of speed. But he's just. He's so good, and he just needs to kind of polish a little more, and then he'll be a freaking amazing special teams player for yep. you. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start getting into Cowboys versus Giants. We'll I'll have Cowboys, it ready for you. Giants uh, offense and defense tomorrow uh, since we got a compact week. So we'll hit both, and uh, we'll get you guys some perspective on what you expect to see this Thursday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!